Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Stuff We Love podcast. For this, our 12th episode, we're going to be reviewing Black Panther, discussing several news stories, and as always, we're going to be concluding with the very popular Stuff We Love segment. Let's meet the hosts. I'm Jack. I'm Scott. I'm Joe. And you're listening to the Stuff We Love podcast. Welcome to Stuff We Love podcast. We are pleased to be joined tonight by a special guest. She is a friend of mine and one of the coolest people I know. Jackie, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. (laughs) Thank you, Jackie, for being here tonight. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you. Jackie, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, I'm a 31-year-old female nerd. Um, I was born and raised in Jersey. I love movies. That's basically all we do is watch TV shows or movies. Um, Music is great, especially anything before 2000. I'm a fan of PlayStation, uh, so anything kind of games like that, I'm I'm down to play and talk about. And um, without Netflix and DVR, my life would be pretty boring, I think. (laughs) So, Jackie, one question for you before we get into the Black Panther review. When it comes to Marvel versus DC movies, which ones do you prefer? I like them both equally. Um, I think they both have certain characteristics. I love how dark DC is, and Marvel's more fun and spirited and... Definitely a lot more color in everything. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it definitely is eye-catching in that aspect. But I can't go wrong with either. So uh, it's time now to review one of the most popular movies in history. Certainly Marvel history. I believe at this point it's the second most successful Marvel film behind the first Avengers. And that's Black Panther. Um, This movie's doing remarkably well at the box office. And we're going to share our thoughts on the film tonight. Uh, I guess I'll begin if that's good with everyone. And the first point I'll make about Black Panther, and by the way, I did love this movie. This movie for me was one of my top comic book films of all time. Uh, I'm not willing to give it a number one ranking, but I did enjoy it thoroughly. Uh, One thing that really stood out about this movie to me is the look of the film. Wakanda, the land that was created, was very majestic. I thought that it kind of reminded me in a strange way of Pandora from Avatar, in terms, at least in terms of some of the visual effects and the lighting that was used. Uh, I thought that the, uh, it, it had a futuristic look, but also this retro look at times. And one of the rumors going around the Disney community is that they're going to be building something in the theme parks related to Wakanda. And to me, it lends itself to that very well. So that's the first thing that stood out to me. And so I guess I'll ask uh, Jackie, uh, what were your thoughts about the look of the film? It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, I thought they they portrayed it very well. I definitely did not expect what Wakanda was going to be like, even just like from hearing about it. It was it was a whole other world, and it was really cool how they could mask it from the world. And um, I think their technology advancements too. It really showed what their their creativity with it too, and what we could do to make a better world. I thought that was pretty cool. Jack? So, I mean, I thought the movie was good, but I'm not as big of a fan uh, of it as Scott was. So my biggest critiques of the film was, first of all, kind of from the beginning, I, I kind of had a feeling I knew how the, mo- how the movie was going to end. And at the end of the film, I wasn't really surprised. So obviously, you know, it, I'm, I don't want to spoil anything here, but it starts, it starts out how you expect it's going to finish. And to that degree, I was a little bit 
um, not bored throughout the film. I thought it was a really enjoyable film, but I just was expecting what was going to be happening at the end. And so to that degree, I couldn't have enjoyed it as much. Um, I really did enjoy the, the uh, fighting scenes, particularly the one, uh, the car chase they had going on. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my only critique is I wish I had saw I had seen a little bit more of the the fighting, especially since he's the, the Black Panther. He's supposed to be very like uh, uh, quick and agile. And so I wish I had seen some more like really cool action shots with that, maybe a little bit more acrobatics with it. And I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Um, but I thought it was a really solid movie. And um, definitely I'm excited to see it implemented into uh, what I assume would be it would fit really well into uh, Animal Kingdom. Um, but I'm really excited to see that as well. So, Scott, Jack, let me ask you a question ahead, before you get ahead. into this. You said earlier that this is not your number one uh, superhero movie. But when you saw the movie in at first and you called me right after, you were <laughs> effusive in the praise. You were saying it could have been one of the best movies you've ever seen. What has changed in the passage of time? <laughs> so uh, on to the next question. Um, no, Joe, that's that's a fair question. And um, I, I think... Sometimes in life we see movies and we enjoy them and you come out and thinking, oh, this is the greatest. I love this so much. This is the best movie ever. I probably have shied away from that position just thinking about it over time, but does nothing to change the fact that it is, is a movie that I loved. It's, it's definitely a buy for me when that movie comes out on Blu-ray. And I don't buy many Blu-rays anymore. Well, I, I will testify uh, that you are still saying the same thing about buying the movie that you were saying right away. Thank you. So I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> uh, by the way, before we proceed real quick around the table, uh, Jack, will you buy this movie when it comes out? I don't think I'm going to buy it. Jackie? I'm definitely going to buy it. It got me really hyped and... Um... If I didn't, I'm pretty sure my boyfriend would break up with me if I didn't. <laughs> so you're buying it in the name of love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was quite enjoyable. I thought, I mean, some spoilers. I just love the way they incorporated the animals and the kingdom itself into everything. And the special effects are pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And um, I would love to have one of his suits. I think that would be the bomb. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of the suits and the technology behind the Black Panther character, Jackie, why don't you share your thoughts about the... Uh, I forget her name. Uh, maybe somebody remembers it. Uh, Black Panther's sister, who was sort of like the Q role from the James Bond movies, creating the, the technology that he would use. Shuri, Latita Wright yes. was the sister? Shuri yes. was the sister, yeah. yes. She was basically the female version of John, uh, Tony Stark and oh, yeah. probably smarter than I would think. Um, she's just very creative. She loves what she does. She's going to take over the world, and I'm pretty sure Tony Stark's going to try and steal something from her at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, it's interesting because I didn't think of the Tony Stark comparison, but now that you mention it, it makes complete sense. Yeah, definitely. And she's in a uh, way she's smarter because she's more down to earth. She's less wild than Tony Stark is. She's also uh, much younger. I'm not really sure exactly how old she's supposed to be portrayed, but she's definitely like older teens, early 20s. Wow. I don't know if anybody else got that feel from it too. I was thinking 20s when I was watching the movie. 20s? Yeah. yeah. Uh, One of the things I liked about the action scenes in this movie were that you had the combination of these one-on-one fights and group fights. So take the Thor movies, for example. You have this conflict between Thor and Loki that often results in verbal arguments and physical fights. And then you have these larger group fight scenes. And those were really in play, those types of fights, in the Black Panther movie. So the scenes where the Black Panther was being challenged before taking the, the throne, in essence... Uh, those were great one-on-one battles that were quite intense to watch. And then you had that these epic group fight scenes. I loved in particular, I think it was in South Korea, where um, they go to the casino 
and yes. the fight breaks out. That was that mo- that scene is getting a ton of buzz. Uh, that's I think going to be looked at over time as one of the more memorable scenes. Yeah, in that Marvel was a great movies. scene. Someone who's very prevalent in that scene was Andy Serkis, who played a villain in this movie, and it was great to see him being himself and not seeing uh, <laughs> a character that he created through CGI. And he's he's remarkable. He's and to me he's the type of person that should be winning Oscars every year, but he never gets the award recognition he deserves. Joe, now well before I ask you this question, let's go around the table. Jack, talk about the South Korea scene and what you were your impressions of it. Well you see that that part of the movie, the the combat scene there, I really enjoyed. And I wish I'd seen more of that scattered throughout the film because that was probably my favorite scene from the entire movie. Um, it was very fast paced. There were a lot of things happening on the screen so you couldn't really take your eyes off. Um, and then and after you know watching i wanted to see it again to see you know you know really take in what had really happened but i thought it was really enjoyable there were also a lot of details i, I noticed that were really cool in terms of the fight scenes uh, particularly I, I thought one point was really cool i don't know if you guys noticed this when the uh, cia agent i forget what his character's name is mm-hmm. um is first having the interaction where he's handing the case off with the you know the villain and um the and the the one um you know, guard of the Black Panther gets uh, caught and then she gets exposed that she's, you know, undercover. And immediately the villain pulls out the pistol and he shoots three shots. And I, I, I barely noticed this, but the CIA agent quickly holds up his the briefcase and blocks all three shots uh, with the briefcase, which I thought was a pretty, a pretty cool, quick reaction. Um, so I really enjoyed that part, but I thought it was a really cool scene. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, Jack, I, I don't remember that from the movie, but I'll, I'll watch that on my Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, your reaction to the South Korea scene? I thought it was dope. I thought that the vibranium weapons that they carried on them, was how they concealed them was awesome, that they were not detectable by any metal um, detectors. And that uh, I thought the CGI in that scene also was pretty uh, flawless. Um, I mean, comparing that to Superman's mustache that they took out in Justice League was a little pretty awful, but um, I just remember seeing a dude flying across the room and I'm like, whoa! And then it's just like, they didn't cut away like you would see in most stunt scenes. It was just like all live action right there, and they did it, and it looked, it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish that was Danae, um, his, uh, <laughs> his general. <laughs> that would have been so cool to me. <laughs> Um, now, Joe, let me ask you this question, because you, you, you have not yet seen Black Panther, although I know you're going to. Yes. What are your expectations for the movie from what we've said tonight? And we're not done with the review yet, but from what we've said thus far and what everybody out there is saying. So from the perspective of somebody who has not seen the movie, but of course knows pretty much everything about it, um, <laughs> I expect it to be a good movie. I don't expect it to be as good as some of the reviews have been saying. I've been reading four-star reviews, um, and when I tend to go to these movies, I'm not expecting a four-star movie, and I'd be thrilled if it is that good. But from some of the backlash that I've been reading uh, with people who are saying it's not as good as people are saying it is, as some other people are saying it is. I just expect it to be a good movie, nothing I'm going to buy, but uh, you know, an enjoyable time at the movie theater. That's what I expect, and I hope that's all. I hope that's what it is. Jackie, looks like you were gonna say something. Um, I think it being more, you know, if based on an African American culture, um, that this was their big leap into the Marvel industry. And um, they had to be really serious and make sure they were on point with this movie. I don't think it's as lighthearted as most of the other Marvel movies you would see, like the Avengers or anything like that. Um, so I think that's what took into some of those reviews that were a little less than excellent. Um, but I know like 97% was Rotten Tomatoes and um, 
you know, the people still enjoyed it, I think. I think we're, we have a lot to see from Black Panther coming up again. There will definitely be many sequels to this, uh, yes. to this no, film. No question. No uh, question. It, yes, uh. One of the interesting things about the movie is that it does raise real political questions that have not, to a certain degree, been raised in Marvel films before. And uh, questions that deal with government responsibility and how less fortunate countries should be treated. And it is a movie that makes you think. Uh, I found myself really analyzing the political position taken by the villain in the movie, Michael B. Jordan. He's a great actor, by the way. The act- Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan are, are good actors. But um, yeah. I was, And it got me thinking, much more than any Marvel movie, oh, well, what if he's got a point here? And maybe he's right and Black Panther's wrong. And you could, go, you could have a real debate about the role of governments in society. Did anybody else think about that? And why, you, I'm curious on your thoughts on that. No, I agree. I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. They put a lot of cool elements into it. And um, uh, like Jackie was saying, where more, most of the Avengers films are a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, this movie I, I enjoyed because it, it really was talking about some big issues. And um, yeah, I felt myself sympathizing with both, um, both characters uh, in the movie, which which made it hard to you know really pick a side because at one point I wanted you know Chad uh, Chadwick Boseman to be the king, at the other point uh, I kind of uh, sympathize with what um, I forget the other guy's uh, Michael name B. Is, Jordan. But, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael Just B. Think Jordan. Michael I Jordan and what he was B. saying so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I thought that, and of course both of them are really good actors. I thought they played their role super well, and uh, Chad Chadwick Boseman is going to be in a lot of the Avengers films, obviously, and he's definitely going to have some more films coming up, uh, specifically with Black Panther because he did a really good job of portraying this character. Jackie. Well, I mean, to an extent, we all have a budget, and I think um, in the past, the U.S. probably was more a little more generous than we could have afforded to help with other countries. But I think if the means are there, we should definitely be helping people as much as we can. Um, I think, you know, in part of the movie, uh, you see some advancements in that as far as going towards the future to helping more of the people. And um, I think Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman's character, Black Panther, he sees that and he under he relates to Michael B. Jordan's character in that, yeah, this shouldn't be just all for us. This should be for more than just Wakanda, you know. But I don't think they're going to share everything. <laughs> That's for sure. They're definitely not. And I think that's something that, you know, hopefully we'll see for the better for the future. So uh, to conclude our Black Panther discussion, let's go around the table and give our rating on a scale of one to ten. And Joe, I want you to give a rating based on what you think your score is going to be. So I'm going to start this off. I give this movie an eight point five out of ten. I loved it. And uh, let's turn it over to to Jack. So I probably give this movie a uh seven out of ten definitely enjoyable um but uh not as good in my opinion as as a lot of people have been saying but still really enjoyable movie and you're not gonna be disappointed seeing it jackie i definitely give it a nine out of ten um not one of my best movies but definitely quite enjoyable as you guys are saying and um i'm just excited to see what else they can bring in the future movies and joe what do you think you're going to give it I think, based on everything I've seen, I'd give it a six and a half to a seven out of ten. Also, like Jack, I I actually love the Black Panther comic book from the seventies. I think that was great. So I'm hoping that they incorporate a little bit of that into this. And uh, when I see it, we'll 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 see what happens. It's uh, it's a great story. So I'm tentatively six and a half, seven out of ten. Good movie. Not the best. 
And I have well, we'll one, see. one last question I, for our special guest tonight, Jackie. What is your favorite and least favorite Marvel film? Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> Marvel film? Definitely Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. That's that was right. probably that's my, my favorite. number one. That, that's mine. Uh, you have great music and a soundtrack, and the characters were just fun. And Chris Pratt, I mean, who doesn't love Chris Pratt? Yep. Um, that was a lot of fun. I love that movie. If I had to pick my least favorite Marvel movie, maybe one of the original Hulk movies. Those are pretty terrible. Ooh, yeah, that's but good. I love the Hulk. I think he's a great character, but those movies, nah, eh, not so much. Yes. I, good I choices. Agree. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's a much you? better answer than anything we've ever said on the podcast to any question that's posed. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> so, Jack, I'm going to turn it over to you to take us through your review of the hottest video game in the country right now, which is Fortnite. Take it away, my friend. Fortnite is a game that has been taking the nation by storm probably for the beginning of this year. It's been just extremely popular. Uh, so it kind of derived from a bunch of different interpretations of this this kind of game mode that people had. There was a game called PUBG, or, which is kind of the same thing, but Fortnite kind of took their own spin on it. Basically how the game works is there's 100 players, and they all spawn in out of this bus that's flying in the sky. It sounds a lot more complicated than it is. It's actually very simple. And you just fly to a different part of the map on a little hang glider, and you start with nothing but a pickaxe, and you have to like pick up guns and like supplies like med kits and stuff, and you can knock down trees, and you try to find chests and stuff to get you better stuff. And then slowly the map is uh, closing in on itself. There's a storm, as they call it, and slowly shrinking, so that forces the players to move towards a specific point on the map. And then you just have to stay alive the longest, and so you try to you know take down the other opponents, um, and they have solos mode where it's, you know, uh, each, each person for themselves. They also have duos. They also have squads, which is usually four people. And then they just just introduced on, uh, I want to say Sunday, uh, they introduced teams of 20. So that being five teams of 20, which I played my first game last night, and it's really, really fun. Uh, Fortnite, they're kind of a different interpretation of it than a like game like PUBG. They made it a little bit more cartoony in a way where it's, you know, it's not supposed to be super realistic. You can obviously tell that it's, it's not, you know, it's not supposed to be based in like a, a you know, a military game or anything like that. But it's really enjoyable and people are hooked on it. Um, some of the reasons I think people are hooked on it is one, because it's just really fun to play. Uh, but second of all, because it's really well done, I really haven't had any issues or too many issues. They've, they've fixed some bugs with lag or anything like that. And three, because it's very collaborative. So you can be in the duos mode or the squad mode or the 20 player mode, and you can be on a Skype, not a Skype call, the, um, if you're if it's an Xbox, just the regular party call with them, and it makes it really really enjoyable because you can kind of strategize with the rest of your team and play. And um, because it's universal, they get the universal the game ages you know from little kids to old adults are all playing the game, and so the game's just been really really popular. I've really enjoyed playing it, and um, I can't wait to continue playing and see what other you know different variations of the game they introduce. They introduce new maps and new locations and new game modes, so it's been awesome. What platform have you been playing it on? So I've played on the Xbox just because my older brother, you know, he he had an Xbox, and so then I always was an Xbox guy, mm. um, and Xbox Xbox One specifically, not the new one, just just the older one, and um, it works super well, and I haven't been disappointed, but can't really speak because I haven't played it on any other systems. I've tried playing on my computer. Just if anyone is trying to play on it, you have to have a really good, you know, PC to actually run the game on the computer. Otherwise, it's you know very laggy because a typical MacBook can't really run the game too well. But Jack, how's the uh, community in this game? You know, would you recommend this for somebody who's generally not great at multiplayer shooting games? 
So for me personally, it's a third-person shooter game. So if that's not for you, then that could be an immediately turn immediate turnoff. I know for me personally, it took me a while to get you know decent at the game. I consider myself pretty you know, pretty decent at video games, but, um, I played for a while in this game and it still took me a while to, you know, to get pretty far in the game, to get a good amount of kills and to, to make it pretty far in the game. So I'd say if you're not great at video games, definitely try it out. Uh, but maybe play it on someone else, play it on someone else's system before you go ahead and buy it, because it, it's, it's definitely a, a twist than what most people are used to. And it was hard for me to adjust to. And only after playing for a long time, can I, uh, consider myself, you know, decent at the game. Joe, have you thought about getting in the game? I have thought about it. Even my boss plays the game. His kids play the game, so we've been talking about it at work. Um, so like Jack said, it's a multi-generational game. It doesn't have cross-platform support, does it? Uh, or is it only Xbox to Xbox, like general, or is this... Uh, oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, from what I believe, it's Xbox to Xbox. I could be wrong, but... Jackie, yeah, I have thought about sorry, it, but I know I'm going to be terrible at it. So it's Jackie, have games. you played Fortnite? I haven't played it yet, um, but I know that's what everyone's been talking about now. And I saw my um, I saw my cousin playing it the other day, and it just looks super dope. Uh, the only thing I, I would say that I don't really care for is that you only get one life, <laughs> but that's not always fun. So you actually have to wait yeah, it out. Um, it's frustrating. Wait a I second, mean, that's an interesting point right there. So you're telling me that if you're playing the game, and you get killed in the game, you have to wait until the next game to come back. If you die in the game, you can just leave the lobby, obviously. Right. Otherwise, you can spectate till the game ends. But it, it is very frustrating, like you were saying, Jackie, because like you can be playing the whole game, get very far, not have any interactions with someone, and just be killed randomly. And you've now wasted, you know, ten minutes getting loot from different homes, running around the map for ten minutes, and now you're now the game's over. So to that degree, it can get pretty frustrating. But I know it's a lot more fun to play with other people because then you know you're you're strategizing and how it works then is if you get you if you actually get shot you get what's called knocked down where you're kind of crawling on the ground and then your teammate can actually revive you um if you both get knocked down then you're both eliminated but so you have in, in the duos mode and the squads mode you kind of have in a way uh extra lives but yeah it can be very frustrating in the solo mode joe that's why we should not get this game we would not last very long in this game <laughs> i <laughs> agree in my friends game Definitely. We can only we can play each other, and that's about it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> wow. So, Jack, you love Fortnite? Is it sounds like you're a big fan of it? Yeah, I was actually. Uh, uh, I w I wasn't immediately drawn to the games because I I just hadn't really played PUBG or anything like that. But all my friends were playing it, so I got it, and um, it's pretty addicting. I'm not gonna lie. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, thank you, Jack, for the review. If anybody out there who's listening is a fan of Fortnite, be sure to let us know your thoughts on the game and why you enjoy it. So, uh, Jack, I'm going to turn it over to you to take us through some uh, stories in the news recently. Sure. So we're going to start off talking about the new trailer for Fantastic Beasts 2, which is The Crimes of Grindelwald, I believe. And um, I actually had, was just watching the first Fantastic Beasts today because I haven't seen it yet. And I have about 50 minutes left in the first one, so I don't want any spoilers. I'd be very upset. But um, from what I've seen so far... I've really enjoyed the movie. Um, I know there has been some criticism of it, but the things I've liked the most have been they have a lot more um, magic from what I've noticed in this movie. From the beginning of the movie, they're using a ton of spells, just like very uh, nonchalantly. And so that was really cool for me to see. Um, and the whole point of the movies is obviously fantastic beasts. They talk about the different beasts and creatures that exist in this wizarding world, and they're absolutely amazing. And so if you're a fan of them in the original Harry Potter, Harry Potter series, um, you're really going to enjoy them here. I'd note that it 
it's a, it seems a little bit lighter than um, the Harry, some, especially some of the later Harry Potter movies. So it's a different kind of uh, vibe while you're watching the movie. Maybe that will change in the next one. And one of the things I've enjoyed so far is that they've been integrating it with the original Harry Potter series. I'm not going to spoil anything, but you start to meet some characters um, in their younger lives in the Fantastic Beast movie that you obviously know very well in the Harry Potter series. So that, that's been really cool to see. But I've enjoyed the first one, and the new trailer came out, and it seems to have received some positive some really positive feedback so i'm excited to uh see the second one joe i won't spoil anything for jack jack did you read the book fantastic beasts and where to find them no i was just talking to someone today who told me that there was a book i didn't even know one existed okay so i read the book i saw the movie i actually hated the movie i really didn't like it at all and i think part of that was what you were saying it's a little bit more lighthearted. it's it, it was to me it was more jokey almost like some of those those bad marvel movies that are just all jokes and not you know, real stories, but I, I really did not like the movie. I couldn't even get through the whole thing. I, I turned it off. One of the one of the only movies I really have ever turned off halfway through. Um, so I watched the I did watch the trailer for part two just to see what it would look like. It actually looks a little bit better than part one. So I'm hopeful that there's going to be some improvement there. But I probably won't even see the movie because I really disliked the part one so much. Wow. And I and Scott, you know, this Jack, you know, this Jackie will know this in a minute. I love <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry yes. Potter, for me, is one of, if not the top series, book series, at least of all time. And the movies are just as good, in my opinion. I love the Universal theme parks, as pe- you know, listeners of the show will know. Um, and to me, I, I was so disappointed. And maybe that's why, maybe because I love Harry Potter so much, this disappointed me. So I won't even see the second movie. Jackie? Um, I'm excited to see it. I thought the first one was great. Um, I find that when I read the book first, and then watch a movie, I can't stand the movie. Just because the book had my own image of everything. Mm. And then, on the other hand, I saw all the Harry Potter movies, and then I started reading the books, and I could not get into them. I tried yep. the hardest I could to get into it, and I just really couldn't... I don't know, it just... It I can understand that. And I, I definitely understand that, and that happens a lot for me, too. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you read the book, the movies... Everybody always says that. It's, oh, it's not as good as the book. Or vice versa. So I, I, maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. You know. <laughs> Joe, was it? I know you mentioned that it was a little bit more uh, jokey than than you got the vibe in the book. Was that probably your largest criticism from the film, or were there other aspects of it? Um, I I really just I didn't like the acting. I didn't like the script. I just I just didn't like the movie. I mean, I I have to say I I I love Harry Potter so much. I went to the the Warner Brothers Studio tour where they had an exhibit for this movie and all the props and everything. That was cool. It was great to see, you know, another part of the Harry Potter world, but I just didn't like the movie. Scott? Uh, look, I um, I didn't dislike the movie as much as Joe, but I don't think I liked it as much as Jackie. I really have to watch it again because I haven't seen it in quite a long time. Um, I remember thinking that as far as Harry Potter universe films go, it was not one of the top ones. To me, I still look at the eight Harry Potter films as sort of their own special place in my heart. <laughs> I love them all so much. <laughs> Um, and the, the whole, like, like Joe and so many people here, we, we, we're Harry Potter nuts. We, uh, we, it's something that we think about probably every single day in some way or another. <laughs> Scott, uh, Scott and I, if you remember Scott, we had the delivery box for the last Harry Potter, uh, book on our refrigerator forever when, you know, so, I mean, that's yes. how much we love Harry Potter. Yeah. So basically <laughs> what Joe's talking about is that Joe and I used to live together and that was when the final Harry Potter book, the Deathly Hallows came out and we got, we pre-ordered it on Amazon. It came in a very special Amazon box. It was a unique box 
and we opened up the box and we put it on top of the refrigerator in our apartment like a display piece. And something else I remember <laughs> is that we were just sitting in the living room reading the book, not talking to each other. And Joe is a faster reader than me and finished it. So I was so angry that I went up to my room like a spoiled child and locked the door and just sat and read the book to get through it. So that's, uh, that's one of my great memories of living with you, Joe. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, that's how much we love Harry Potter. But, you know, unfortunately for me, this movie didn't do it. So we'll see. Scott. Yes. I, I think for me, at least watching the movie so far, I, I definitely don't think it matches at all to the original um, Harry Potter series. I kind of just consider it its own thing. And right. I think if you do that, it makes it a little bit, you know, a little bit more enjoyable. If you just, you know, treat it as its own kind of film, giving you a little bit more context and, a, you know, a different view into the uh, the uh, wizarding world. That's, that's another thing I liked is how we got to see uh, the United States, what it was like with the wizarding world and how they have the, uh, it's the Congress for, you know, magic use and stuff. Uh, so I thought a lot of that stuff was cool, mm -hmm. but definitely it doesn't compare. It doesn't stack up to the original, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. So another thing that just recently came into the news, uh, Toys R Us, they're starting to close down all their stores. And I, this is really depressing. Um, I always loved going to Toys R Us as a kid and like testing out the new toys and then like saying, all right, I want this, this and this and this for Christmas and making my list for my family. Um, I think it's it's really sad now that we're living in more of an internet world um, that everything's at the computer at the touch of your finger and now we are, we're not getting that anymore with them. Yeah, this uh, this story saddens me. Uh, a few weeks ago, a story came out in the news that Toys R Us was closing some of its stores due to economic troubles. And I learned that one store close to me was going to remain open, which I was really happy about because I do go to Toys R Us on occasion and just browse the aisles and look at the toys. Um, but then today with the announcement, I just sort of my, my heart broke when I read it because t to me, it's a part of my childhood going away. And I guess we're all in a way responsible for it because everybody does Internet shopping now. And that's really resulted in Toys R Us's demise. But there's something fun about going into Toys R Us even now and looking at all the board games, for example, and seeing things that you never knew existed. And we're like, oh, yeah, I want that game or I want this game. And then the video game section was just awesome. Everything on display. And then the action figures. I mean, you go down each aisle and there's something new down every aisle. So even though I'm in my late 30s, I really love Toys R Us still. So this, this upsets me. Uh, Joe, I'll turn it over to you for, for your thoughts on this there's, story. There's not, much more I can, there's not much more I can add, Scott. I, I was very upset to hear this as well. Um, you know, growing up, there was a Toys R Us in my town. I went there all the time. I remember getting the big toy book every year yes. around, thanks, around Thanksgiving so that you could circle everything in the book that you wanted for the holidays uh, and give it to your mom, who hopefully would look at it and buy you something <laughs> out of there. Um, I remember going to Toys R Us and buying the original Nintendo Entertainment System games wow. off, of this gi off of the gigantic wall that they had. They had a huge wall of video games, original games, and and you know, when they were brand new. And I just, I remember that. And it's, it's a shame. It is again, like, like you said, it, it is partly all of our faults because of course it's a lot easier to go to Amazon or go to somewhere else online and just click and buy. But it, it is a loss of my childhood and I'm going to miss it. I really am. Jack. So I'm obviously from a younger generation, but the same thing. It was always an experience to go to Toys R Us, and you know, you always if you behaved well, then you you were you got to go on the weekends to Toys R Us and check out all the stuff. And it was an experience that uh, I don't 
I'm a, I'm sad that kids of today won't get to experience because uh, having everything at the touch of you know touch of a, a couple mouse clicks, myself included, makes us a little bit less appreciative of stuff. And so when we got to go, you know, maybe once every once a weekend, it really made it a, a really fun experience. And I have tons of memories from uh, the Toys R Us on my local Route 10. So I'm gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be sad, but yeah, that's a really uh, upsetting news story. Um, and then. As always, we're going to now turn to our very popular Stuff We Love segment, where each of us will talk about something in the world we're enjoying. Let's talk about some stuff we love. Uh, Jackie, you're our special guest, so I think you should... Um, I'm going to give you a choice. You want to go first or last? Doesn't matter. Either way, it's fine with me. Well, the, you know, you're, you're the guest, so I think just like if you go to a concert, there's opening acts, and then the star okay. comes on. <laughs> I, think, I think we'll start with the lowest person here, which is me. And then go to Joe, and then go to Jack, (laughs) and then we'll conclude with Jackie. So I'll I'll start it off. And uh, it it actually wasn't, my Stuff We Love choice was inspired by the Toys R Us story, because there's a documentary series on Netflix now, Netflix streaming, called The Toys That Made Us. From what I understand, it's going to end up being an eight-part series. Each episode is about 45 minutes to 55 minutes. And each episode is devoted to a particular toy line. That was extremely popular. So the first episode deals with Star Wars toys. The second one deals with Barbie. And then the third and fourth deal with He-Man and G.I. Joe. And it's the story of those toys' developments in terms of the companies involved, what they were trying to accomplish, and basically tells the tale of the, uh, the toys. So I watched the Star Wars episode the other night. It brought back a lot of memories. And I just found it to be well done and fascinating. So my stuff we love is the toys that made us. Uh, Joe, I know we had a show not too long ago that talked about what are the apps that we loved, and I neglected to mention this, and I'm still loving this app. It's called the Sneakers app by Nike. It's S N K R S, uh, and this app is essentially a time a running timeline of new and updated Nike releases. Uh, when you're talking about sneakers, rare releases, what they call quick strikes, and some other things. If you if you like sneakers, you know what that is. Um, and I am a sneaker collector. I have tons of sneakers, so. For me, this app is a great app, and you can click on it to notify you of new releases uh, when they come out, and you can try to you know, compete for getting to get these new releases. It's, it's fun. I like looking at the news feed of the new sneakers that are coming out. So if you're at all into sneakers, it's a great app to get uh, just to see what new things are coming out from Nike that are a little bit rare that you're not going to find uh, at your local Foot Locker or uh, you know, regular shoe store. So it's pretty cool. That's my uh, Stuff We Love segment is the sneakers app from Nike. I just downloaded it, Joe. Great recommendation. You'll, you'll love it. Jack? So following in the tune of the Fortnite game, uh, Epic announced this week, actually, that they're going to be coming out with a Fortnite mobile app. And right now they just have some sign-ups. So you can sign up to be one of the you know random people selected to play the game on the uh, mobile app, and then they're going to expand it once they have the ability to do so. But um, Forbes is reporting that this is going to be a more popular app than Pokemon Go, which everyone knows took the world by storm. And so I'm really excited for this. I'll get no work done ever because I'll just be playing it on my Xbox and then my phone and then my Xbox and then my phone. So, But I'm really excited for it. Unlike Pokemon Go, Jack, hopefully this lasts for more than a month. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) And Jackie, what is your stuff we love? Well, this week uh, mine is a show. Um, it's on the sci-fi channel on Wednesday nights. It's called the magicians. Um, it's actually pretty cool. I love the twists and turns it takes and it's definitely a modern day adult show. So definitely not for the kiddies, 
However, uh, I like that anything that could go wrong could possibly go wrong is definitely going to happen. And um, I don't know, I've just been binge watching it lately, and it's one of my, uh, probably one of our favorite shows that we look forward to watching every week. I have to agree. This is a great show. Jackie, have you read the books this is based on? No. <laughs> okay, so I, I don't recommend I like you do. I don't recommend you do that if you want to no? like the show. Okay. It's slightly different, but the books are also great. I've read the whole series. It's by Lev Grossman called The Magicians. But the show is awesome. I have to agree. I've been watching it as well, um, and I watched it since it came out. So I recommend that as well. Nice job. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. I want to tell you where you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, on Instagram at Stuff We Love Podcast. We have a Facebook page, and we'd love it if you could like that page and post uh, various tidbits on there. We have a website, StuffWeLovePodcast.com. You can learn more about the hosts of the show. Uh, visit our products page where we link to things we've talked about on the show. If you click on one of the Amazon links, even if you don't buy one of the products we reference, the show benefits from that. So please check that out. You could reach us on, stu- at, on email at StuffWeLovePodcast at gmail.com. And please leave us those five-star reviews on iTunes. And uh, I just want to say that the show has been doing remarkably well. Uh, we thank all of our listeners, and we have a lot of great content coming your way. Uh, before we go around the table, I just want to thank our special guest this week, Jackie. You did a fabulous job. Thank you, guys. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and we'd love to have you back on in the future if you're up for it. Definitely. Most definitely. Cool. Thank you. So let's go around uh, the table. I'm Scott. I'm Joe. I'm Jack. I'm Jackie. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.